In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. All right, we have uh, the largest group in our studio that we've had since uh, the infamous Exploding Kittens episode. Um, there's been some news recently uh, regarding Rocktown Jim, and I've always wanted to do an episode about Rocktown, but we hadn't had a chance to have them in yet, so we thought this uh, this might be a good topic to bring them in on. But let's introduce them first. From Rocktown Jim, we have Steve. Good morning. You are the executive director. I am. And then we have Liz. Hello. The biggest fan. No, that's me. No, no you're that's the me. She's the I'm the second biggest right fan. There. The second biggest fan. <laughs> but the first groupie. That, yes, right. there is that. And next to Liz, we've got uh, the, the president of the board, Evan. How's it going? And then uh, a lady off the streets, the biggest <laughs> fan. The biggest fan of Rocktown. Of Rocktown, Laura Massonet. Thank you guys so much yeah, for joining us. Yeah, welcome to the us. show. Thank, Thank you for being thanks. here. We really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for we having all us. We all kind of have a, a nice afterglow from Glitterball still going on. I still have glitter on me for sure. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of our compatriots are out having a nice brunch right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still haven't gotten to eat yet. So. I haven't either. A mimosa sounds nice right now. Oh, that sounds very nice, yeah. actually. So I, have, I know there's a lot of fans of, of Rocktown out there. Um, and I've heard a lot about it. I've always intended to go, but just hadn't made it yet. I have a seven-year-old daughter. Who, uh, nice. What's her name? Her name's Davey. Davey? Yep. And uh, I've shown her photos on the website of, of kids going in there and climbing. She said, that looks like fun. But she became a swimmer, and so I never took her over there. Yeah. Um, and there's the Rocktown Youth Mentoring Program. Yeah, that's right. So kind of give us a little bit about everything that Rocktown offers. Sure. So it's... First off, it's a pretty cool setup to begin with as a business in, in that it's a social enterprise. So we have Rocktown Climbing Gym where we have people from the community, customers come in and, and pay to come rock climbing and experience the, the facility. And it's obviously a, a really fun place that a lot of people come to all the time. But partnered with that is Rocktown Youth Mentoring. And so Rocktown Youth Mentoring uh, is housed out of the climbing gym. We are financially supported by the climbing gym and they provide some some infrastructure for our administrative costs as well. So so we have simultaneously what what a day in the life looks like there is we have customers coming in and climbing um, with one another and their their buddies and they're getting their workout or they're you know experiencing the adventure or whatever having fun and next literally next to them on the next climb over is a mentor and their their kid climbing together. So it's I mean it's it's a pretty cool uh, one-stop shop for a couple of yeah. very uh, cool experiences. So those things both go on there at the same time. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's kind of the a pretty short version of it. And then we've been in there for, let's see, the I think the climbing gym opened as OKC Rocks, I think. Um, and we still have people come in there and talk oh, about that's OKC right. Rocks. Oh, that's, yeah. right. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, 98 or 99 is when it opened. Mm-hmm. And, right. and we started the mentoring program uh, in 2002, and and it's been out of that space the the entire time. Now, where, where for those of 
uh, us that don't know, where is it located? Uh, address is 200 Southeast 4th Street, but, <clears throat> pardon me, it's just just south of Bricktown, kind of behind, but, uh, behind Harkins Theater to the south. It's pretty easy to spot the yeah. large, yeah, it's got the, the large huge, grain silos with the big mural. It's the mural. grain silo that has the big mural that Rick Sennett painted, right. painted on there. It's easy to spot and very difficult to get to. It is. It's currently really hard to get to, but yeah. but yeah. hopefully uh, it'll that you know the crosstown will. We're on the the back side of that construction. Thankfully, we're more than halfway through it, but yeah, it's still a long ways to go. Yeah. So then that would have been at one point in time on the south side of the uh, I forty Crosstown Bridge, which is no longer there. Exactly. And is now being developed as what are they, the Boulevard? Is that yeah. What that's right. Right. Be called right. Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's just north of I forty pretty clearly oh yeah now yeah i guess it's now on the north side of i-40 yep Mm -hmm. um so then unfortunately as we've learned um it's not going to continue in that location beginning january 1st basically yeah Um, what can you tell us about that um let's see what can i tell you about it we we were notified this just a couple days ago on on wednesday this week which I guess was the eighth, I think. Well, you were you were just notified this or last week on Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. that our lease won't be renewed uh, in the space. Our landlord is going to go with like a, you. Basically, got three weeks notice. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. We got three weeks notice on it. Um, I mean, we we had been talking with him for a couple of weeks. So we knew that it was a possibility, but um, certainly didn't really expect that this was going i mean well and as, it was and as few as a few months ago we had been having discussions as, and that was it was assumed that we would continue in the space so yeah within the space of about two weeks is is all the notice so then, we've had about this and it's been pretty surprising so there was nothing then i mean you knew that this was coming up but there was nothing in your mind that you felt like indicated that there was the possibility of it not being renewed. Yeah, just, right. We knew that the lease was up and due to be renewed in January. That was so just going to be just normal business. Correct. As usual. And, and we had no reason to suspect that there was that anything would change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you expect the um, amount of community support that has now since Man, welled up for you guys? Yeah, it, that's been pretty pretty fantastic. I mean, yeah. and, it, and really pretty overwhelming and, and heartwarming we i mean no we didn't i mean i knew that i knew that we believe in it you know right. uh, and there seems to be a, a good a good uh, group around us that that you know we we're doing it because we believe in it and yeah. but you know the, you always until when the rubber hits the road you're like um you, you don't know what all people are gonna um actually step up and do or, or mm-hmm. get behind you know that they uh they may say yeah good job but you know. Well, that yeah. was the the petition that's going around on social media right now that, that somebody started, which when I last checked had like 1,600 signatures on it. I, yeah. I was incredibly blown away by that because like Stephen said, I, I know that we have support in the community, but you kind of don't know the scale of it and you mm-hmm. don't know how much of that is projecting your own bias into it because, I mean, I'm invested in it. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I've actually been, uh, I'm a, I do this as a volunteer. So I've been out of town for work. Uh, as this has all started happening and uh, you know limited access to my phone and every time I would come check my phone there would be 300 more signatures on the petition and it that was I mean it has humbled me a lot to see how much support there really is so that's been awesome yeah that's fantastic I mean my point of view on it is like Aaron is like I've thought about going there over the years and been curious about it but I always just really liked the fact that that existed. Like, it's yeah. I, I saw it as a an amazing use of an area in a building mm-hmm. that was 
nothing. Yeah, what else are you going to do with an old grain silo, right? Yeah, I mean, right. it's such a cool idea. Yeah, and then when it, you know, when the mural were painted and, and to watch it evolve and see, like last year, you guys were doing the ice climbing. Oh, that was, that was awesome. just amazing. I mean, yeah. So even though I didn't actually go and participate in it, I just liked the fact that it was there. I liked right. seeing it. I liked the, and then where it was with the river, it kind of was starting to build this whole like area of outdoor, you know, recreational stuff that wasn't just football or right. baseball or yeah. So it's, it's it's definitely so I mean, even though it's not a place I go when I heard that it was going down I was like oh no that's yeah. horrible yeah, like, yeah. I, I think it's an important part of the community in that respect mm-hmm. and then it has the additional layer of not only is it a, an important part of something that we have to do in Oklahoma City but it gives back to youth who really wow. need it in Oklahoma City that that part of it was really what attracted me to it in the first place and caused me to start investing my time in it so yeah it's what it's is a very the, valuable thing. What is the youth program? Like, what is... What do we do? Yeah. So, um, what, we, what we do is we get we get students who are in Oklahoma City Public Schools or um, close to us in proximity. We have some homeschooling uh, partners as well. But what we, we have students that we recruit to come in and, and they uh, spend a couple hours every single week there at the climbing gym with a mentor. And we... We do it in a kind of in a group setting where they they'll sit down and kind of talk about what what they're going to do for the day and and then and do that as a group. Sometimes there's like a team building activity or something like that that we we do with them. But then they they go and and disperse around the gym and just climb, mm-hmm. uh, or they don't go climb. Sometimes they go sit outside and just chat. So so really our objective first and foremost is to provide just a space for them to connect and an avenue that is engaging for them. There's obviously, you know, there's like challenges or um, it builds trust, you know, it right. helps you to communicate with other people. All the, There's just all this intrinsic value with that specific activity of climbing. But it also, I mean, it's got, um, it's just a, a way for them to connect is, is really the, the crux of it for us. So it's, it's giving them uh, not just a place where they can, have some kind of like you know physical activity to go and perform. There's also a, a social aspect to it as well, where exactly. it gives them a sense of community and That's they can exactly gather. Right. And you know, well, and, and the youth that we serve are are in incredibly difficult situations. A lot of them, a lot of them are dealing with poverty, dealing with significant issues with their families, things right. like that. And so, so each one of those situations is different. And our goal is to to find uh, people who care about helping those youth mm-hmm. and then give them a context where they can pair up one-on-one and where each mentor can then get to know the challenges that they're facing and, and help them through that. And, and we try to provide that context. We provide character education, but as Stephen was talking about, but really the, the goal of it is to give them a context and a, a place where that relationship can develop and where the mentor can, can get to know that kid and invest in their life and help them with the challenges. So that's that actually facing. like a, a really good positive one-on-one relationship that they get to have that they may not have in their life otherwise. Right. Like this and might what, be the only time they get to experience it, that. Exactly. I, I think one of the things that has struck me most as I've gotten to know this program is I took for granted how much I had adults that invested in me when I was growing up uh, that that cared about my success and told me that I could achieve right. things and, and supported me. And so... I see this program as a chance to provide that to, to kids who wouldn't have that otherwise. And there's a lot of kids who don't have that otherwise. Yeah, there is. Mentors are invaluable. I'm oh, curious, yeah. where are your mentors coming from? Are these staff members? Are these volunteers from the community? Or, I mean, what? Um, 
Well, typically speaking, we staff members is a is an interesting thing. You, you bring that up because we we don't have mentors who are paid to do that. However, right. there are staff members at the, who are paid at the climbing gym who then volunteer their time separately from that to give back in um, because they see what we because, do and yeah. they think it's great. Yeah, they're they've seen it every day. So, but I mean, we we have a uh, you know we go to volunteer fairs and things like that or go talk to. Um, different businesses or so forth but really the the biggest source of mentors for us has been super grassroots it's you know i described the setting where you might be in there with your buddy climbing but you you're climbing next to this mentor pair well a lot of times you'll you'll think that's cool and right. and ask us about it and then next year you're a mentor that was exactly how I came to be involved in the organization. I had, I had been a climber for a, quite a while longer than that, and climbed at the gym, and and then I started to want to do something where I was giving back, and saw that happening at the gym, and wanted to wanted to become a part of it. So I started volunteering that way. Are there ever instances where you actually um, will take a group of kids out to climb somewhere, like out at Red Rocks or Southwestern Oklahoma or something along yeah, those lines? Yeah, we we at least once or twice a year go down to the Wichita Mountains, nice, and uh, and climb down there and give them that that outdoor experience which is really cool because i mean i mean i never did that as a, a little kid yeah and, and they you know they're definitely not going to otherwise and it it's oh we always see them come back from that and they're they're just a whole up they're more psyched after that than yeah. they were before because you know you know whatever you're doing you know you mentioned your daughter swims like you kind of it, it gets mundane at times but sure. so you know just shifting a little bit of what that experience is you know reinvigorates it and breathes new life into it so they always come back really excited and it's it adds that element of um i mean like all of us you know there's something really valuable about being in nature and well it, it touches on your on the adventurous spirit that's in all of us yeah you, you want to go out and explore your world and get you know have new experiences yeah for sure and having those new experiences and those new challenges <laughs> is uh i think incredibly important to to grow your character and you know encounter things that you aren't comfortable with and and then with a mentor walk through those challenging situations and learn how to face them yeah well wouldn't you say that rock climbing in a lot of ways i mean presents opportunities to learn problem solving skills absolutely Absolutely. that's kind of what i I always think about it as a sorry i'm talking over you Um, i always think about it as like doing a a physical puzzle like you're you're blending uh, this physical activity with with problem solving you're trying to figure out you know, i mean just shifting your body a little bit this way what the sequences of a climb like how to hold a handhold how to you know what it, it is a puzzle right. so uh, it, it definitely is using problem solving i could see that taking the context too of being in a climbing gym where i've got these colored handholds uh-huh. and it's a straight wall versus going out to the side of a cliff or something where like no there's no colors there's no obvious places to put yes. your hands you know, it's your job to figure out how to get yourself up this wall. And yeah. we, we've had some fun with that over the years. We, we've often done a, uh, an activity with the, with the kids and the mentors where we'll, we'll be talking about communication skills and that'll be kind of the lesson for the day. And so we'll, we'll put one of the kids on belay and their mentor is belaying them up the wall and then we blindfold them and we have oh. the rest of the kids in the group try to communicate to them how to get up the wall. And, you know, it, it, of course, starts out, grab that one, grab that one, grab that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. And, uh, and then we start to kind of coach them. Or they'll tell them, them the and, color. And right. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we coach them, coach them through how, okay, well, 
what do you need to do to communicate to them? Okay, put your left hand a foot away from you. That's just a fun little anecdote. That is really cool, actually. You could even take the fun thing a little bit further and maybe even... You know, like if you're climbing in southwestern Oklahoma, there's snakes. Those <laughs> yeah, hills, right? yeah. So yep. if you're climbing jam, maybe have like little surprise doors and you're coming to like shoot snakes out at you and I like this. <laughs> just to give it that added challenge. If you anybody can electrify like, every few handholds too, so you grab the wrong ones. <laughs> That's so Sorry, what, what has your experience been with, with Rocktown? Have you taken your kids there? And Absolutely. My experience uh, with Rocktown is really long experience like since the OKC Rocks days I was just thinking about that my husband and one of our partners at Elemental used to climb together and that's where they really started their friendship that you know then led to our coffee shop but um, my husband is is a mentor and he's on the board of Rocktown he um, enjoys it and cares about it so much my kids climb there my two youngest are on the climbing team both just got second place at regionals Regionals. yeah so we are yeah we're extremely involved i mean it's a big part of our lives that's i'm kind of getting cold chills i didn't realize how big i guess i didn't realize how much of the community was was involved in rock town and and the the kind of experiences that it offered it's huge my daughter just recently started competing with the ymca in in swim meets and to see all those kids come together and that they kind of learned they learned sportsmanship they learned teamwork and seeing them cheer each other on in in the pool is Mm -hmm. a great experience and i kind of want to broaden her horizons so now i feel even more invigorated to take her out and and experience that with her because i want to do it with her yes and that so do you climb with your kids do you get up there on the ropes and i i don't climb anymore i haven't i i have climbed in the in the past and i just kind of they're all so much better than i am that that i just kind of that's the thing that they do she yeah (laughs) bonding with their dad that's why my dad stopped playing video games as we all But I will say that the fantastic thing about climbing is you can have fun whatever level you are, sure. and you can climb with people of different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good they are, they can still belay you on the route that you can do. So yeah. I, ad- I admit that it's just my own uh, reservations that keep me off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that's fantastic about this program, the most recent iteration, is that it's become Cycle Revolution at Emerson, and now will be expanding to Moon. So under the umbrella of Youth Town, of sorry, Rocktown Youth. Stephen's been able to start a cycling program that has oh, really? similar um, similar goals and mentorship for the kids. Yeah, that's incredibly exciting. Yeah. Like Stephen was talking about earlier, one of the, I mean, the main goal of what we do is to cultivate character in youth through adventure and mentoring. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't have to be tied to rock climbing. I mean, True. that's how we started it, and, and we're climbers, so that's something that's close to our heart. But but there's a lot of context that you can do that in and we're already finding like laura mentioned through cycling we we can achieve the same thing and maybe appeal to some youth who wouldn't necessarily be interested in climbing but they love riding a bike and so steven can talk to us more about that but it's very exciting how do you reach out to the youth like how do you make them aware that this program exists or how do you bring them in do you go to local schools and tell them about it or yeah absolutely steven you want to talk about emerson sure well i'll answer broadly first we um, about the program in general, we we recruit. We have a lot of we have several partners, other community agencies that that uh, kind of funneled youth our direction. So like the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic has has several students who come every single week with us, and the okay. and Positive Tomorrows has students who come. The Oklahoma, I don't I don't remember the name of the the Homeschool Association. Um, and so so you know they kind of do some of the recruiting with and for us, 
but then yeah we'd also we go to go to some schools and talk um so the cycling program specifically we we have this really good oklahoma city public schools board member who thought that it would be a good idea to start putting things like this in our um in our schools so laura um partnered with us basically to to help us get into emerson and where we um I guess let's talk about the the program in full. Like recruiting is its own thing. Like you, we go into the school and they they want to do it, so the the kids are psyched to go ride a bike and learn about a bike. But um, the program as a whole at Emerson, what we're doing is we have uh, a semester long class that is a character education curriculum that we weave through a bike bicycle repair and, and maintenance and then um, curriculum. They uh-huh. learn how to diagnose and fix problems with a bike. And then they learn how to travel safely on that bike. They, we, they earn a bike through the program, so when they're done with it, they, it is theirs. They actually oh, is it really? they yes. keep the bike that they build. Wow. Yeah. wow. So That's amazing. Are these built from scratch, or are they like refurbished? No, they're refurbished because our community is awesome, and <laughs> have they like all the bikes have been donated. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah. And it, most of them are in disrepair in some sort of way, but that's part of the point for us like we want them we want them to have problems to fix with it uh you know they they need to learn something so so they have to fix the bike yeah i mean that's definitely something if you if you had a functioning bike and that became part of your routine as a kid and it broke and you didn't have the support structure or family or your or like you're saying a lot of your kids are in poverty so like they may not have the resources or the Mm -hmm. understanding to fix it but now they can make oh i can change that exactly tire and again it goes back to some problem solving that we're teaching along with it and there, you know there's some good mechanic skills is this open to adults because I don't know how to <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it is actually no I'm just, I'm I'm just thinking come mentor and you mentor. can learn by yeah. being there <laughs> yeah. do, you, do we learn how to bleed your I have hydraulic brakes on my bike I need to bleed one on the side <laughs> I think I, I can show that's you up to, to Evan yeah <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be the anecdote guy today I'm gonna tell another quick anecdote about about riding bikes so a couple months ago, uh, we did the race the rail uh, bike ride up in, uh, is it Watonga? I think it's Watonga. It's Watonga, yeah. Watonga, yeah. And uh, an awesome thing that happened out of that is we had a couple students who had participated in the Emerson program come and do that, that ride. It's a 50-mile. It's not really a race, but to some extent, every bike ride becomes a race. Uh, but uh, two of our youth did it on bikes that they had built. And uh, as we were finishing out, I was, I was riding and talking to one of the kids, and the longest he had ever ridden his bike before was six miles. And so he was struggling at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was really cool to see him kind of dig deep and overcome that. And, and, uh, it was really hard for him, but he was incredibly proud when he got done. But we're standing in the parking lot about 20 minutes after we're done and he's kind of recovered and he's ate something and perked up a little bit. And he, he ate a lot. He ate a lot. That's right. <laughs> he ate like three hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, he calls me over and has me start looking at his bike and then he just he's just glowing with pride and telling me yeah i took the crank all apart and you know i I, a lot of stuff was broken there but i fixed it now i know how to do that and just proceeded to tell me everything he knew how to do on that bike and he was just just like i said glowing with pride about that and so he had built that with his hands he knew everything about it and then he had just had this experience where he overcame something that was really hard for him to complete a 50 mile ride so that was when I have experiences like that, it's what keeps me engaged and keeps me wanting to, yeah, wanting to keep giving my time to this. Yeah. So. yeah. And this is a kid who lives in a group home. Is like he's got an incredibly tough situation yeah. that he that he lives in every day. And like this is this is now 
an enormous part of his identity. Like he he's Absolutely. he's a he identifies himself as a cyclist now. And That's I don't know if this is the yeah. same kid or another kid, but there, there's also kind of an opportunity to, to engage politically that's been cool because Stephen and I have been serving on the, the bike pedestrian master planning for the city mm-hmm. that's headed by Dennis Blind. And this student has been able to come a couple times and be a part of that you know, seeing how the how the plans laying out for the city, oh, and having you know mm-hmm. how you have an impact and how you work on committees within the city to 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 change the the course of the city. So that's a different that's a really kid, cool but, piece. But yeah. yeah, also super. So it just seems like yeah, cycling and and climbing too. It just can go anywhere. Yeah, There's so many yeah. things to learn from. But I mean, it. I think that's really significant because I mean that's something I don't even think I started to understand until like the last few years of my life. It's like you want something to change, you have to go yeah. and be a part be of part these of conversations yep. yeah. yeah empowerment to, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then to empower somebody young mm-hmm. to know that mm-hmm. who is not only now aware of that's the process but then to have that that excitement about what it is so it's like you're saying he's a, they're a cyclist so they're not going into that context of I'm just gonna like no. This is what I do. This is, yep. I've been doing. You know, ten years from now, he's gonna be the one saying, "I have been doing this for fifteen years. I've been yeah. riding in the city. I've been helping yep. build bikes. I've been." And I know how much it sucks and how much damage it can do to my bike when I hit that pothole or right. I don't have that lane. Or, so yep. I mean, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I can't. Yep. Well, and obviously, we can't uh, go to these kids and give them heartbreaking news that that the, the program's going to go away. So it, I mean, it's not right. I mean, the the program's going to somehow continue. I mean, even if the lease is not renewed, so yeah, what I'm are your thoughts for for the future? Worst What's case gonna... scenario, you're gone from the silo. Yeah. Where where is Rocktown going? Well, let me first say, in no way is the cycling stuff in any danger at all. Like that's right. that's yeah. a, a separate program that does not rely on that space. Okay, um, and has its own uh, infrastructure that will be able to keep that going. So that that's that's totally fine altogether. Um, we. We have been looking at lots of different options. I mean, obviously, it's been a, a whirlwind last couple of days to sure. to start that process. But I mean, we've we've been exploring um, several options, and you know, we started this off with how how neat it's been to see what our what the community response has been, mm-hmm. and it has been overwhelming. Um, yeah. And I think the first thing that came out was the the thing in the Oklahoman, and you know, like I think that was was that. Friday morning? It's Thursday or yeah, Friday morning? Thursday, yeah. It's Friday morning. And I walked into Elemental for a, it's this really good coffee shop. <laughs> and, um, I walked into Elemental for a, a cup of coffee and I'm meeting at like 8 in the morning. And, you know, like by 8.30, three or four people had come over and said something to me about it. One of them was a developer who, he's like, he's like we're going to find you a spot. Fantastic. So, yeah, and people were asking me for Stephen's contact because they, yeah. they'd had an awesome. idea or a space that they might yeah. be able to use. So, yeah. yeah, the community will make it happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and in the meantime, we, we um, went over and chatted with... Uh, Mike Knopp over at the at the Boathouse Foundation, mm-hmm. and he said, "We are behind you guys. We want we that want you so guys to awesome. continue serving these kids in this capacity without disrupting the schedule of it. Like, so we have a, a kind of a at least a short to midterm solution by taking mm-hmm. kids over there. Okay, and their facility is incredible. I'm, yeah. you, has they have a, over there? Do they have yeah. just like a rock wall over there? They have a rock wall. I mean, they have obviously like they have the everything that ropes I want to do now. Like <laughs> yes. that, that I should have. Um, so you might actually delay on finding a, sol- a permanent solution so that you guys yeah, can right. play over there. I'm going to need 
to go in there and, and maybe short term. Test, test it out. Yeah. I'm gonna have to test it all out. Uh, yeah. So it's. I mean, it's just an incredible facility. We've got. I mean, they can row over there. They can. There is a rock wall. They have an. I mean, an adventure course. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Course thing, yeah. The, the, what's the the pump track? Have you guys yes. seen the pump track? No. The bicycle yes. pump track. Oh yeah, yeah. It's what super it? cool. So it's. It's like a little BMX it's like a, track, yeah. sort of. It's like a roller coaster for your bike. It's a roller coaster for your bike. It's a roller coaster for your bike. Yeah. That is awesome. It's super cool. I want to go and just play over there all the time. Even their like, younger areas are like, man, I wish I could go in there and like bounce on the right? big balloon thing. And, and the, the cool thing about it is, like, I picture going to an arcade and you have a, a, a similar like great time. But they do everything super active. Like it, yeah. you're having a blast the whole time you're there. But you're, you know, you're being physically active and getting fit while you're doing it. So uh, they just have a cool place. They have a good thing going. So we're, yeah, we're happy to to hang out there for a little while. And uh, and then the the whitewater adventure, whatever. Yeah, the whitewater white rafting part will yeah. eventually open over there soon, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is that who who is that? part of like is that one part of one of the boathouses or yeah sorry I, to go off on this tangent but no you're good I, I i don't know everything about it but i think um, it's just part OKC of the, river sports yeah, yeah it's yeah. part of the overall boathouse district okay i don't, I don't, know know, I don't think i understand yeah. the whole structure of, every, of everything over there yeah like, it's really who's weird in charge of what but we've had some i mean uco just opened the boathouse over there and so i have a little bit of insight it's really strange because uco owns the boathouse but doesn't actually manage the events and the operations that's actually managed by the boathouse district really yeah so it's it's designed to be simple because that way you can go to them and say i want to have this event and then they can say oh this place will be perfect it's available we can schedule and book it okay. uco gotcha. can still do their own events there obviously it's their building but sure so i know it's that same way with the devon boathouse and, okay and the other okay. stuff so i don't know if these if things like the adventure course or the whitewater are owned by someone else and then the district just manages it and schedules it or if it's Part of a, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Either way, it's going to be awesome when that opens. Yeah. Either yeah. However, yeah. they have it working over there. It's working. And yeah. I want to. I want to emphasize too. I've been, like I said earlier, I've been blown away by the amount of support that has been expressed for us, uh, and I'm incredibly happy that that the boathouse has stepped up and offered that. But I want to emphasize too that we're still going to need people to be engaged and to help mm-hmm. us because. Losing that facility is going to be a significant challenge for us. I mean, that's that's our infrastructure. That's where we have office. That's where we've done payroll. I mean, there's a lot of small things that that will present challenges to us in the future. So I would say, if people like what we do and they're bought into our mission, then we need you to stay engaged and continue mm-hmm. to help us as we as we move into the and future. If there's somebody out there that signed that petition. Yeah. Stay abreast of what's going on. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Stay in touch and first of all, still thank continue you. to help yeah. and stay yeah. plugged in. I want to plug that petition. It's uh, it's being hosted on change.org and it's uh, it's entitled "Renew Rocktown's Lease, Save Rocktown Youth Mentoring." So if you go to change.org and look up look up that petition, you can find it. Quickly sign your name to it. I'm sure if you're if you live in the area, you've probably seen it come across your Facebook page, and it just takes one tap. Mm-hmm. On that position, petition to sign it and add your name to it. So, do you, I'm, whether you know or not, do you know who started that petition? Um, and the, the reason name Mark I, Ruffin is on here. I don't well, know. I, I highly doubt Mark Ruffin. <laughs> yeah, Mark, that was a property <laughs> owner. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Attention. So, Mark it's attention Ruffin. Mark Ruffin. So, I didn't know that. So, I guess the, 
my curiosity in hearing all this. So the property owner is Mark Ruffin. That's the owner. That's, that's right. who the lease was through. That's correct. That's correct. And is, was there is someone else involved with your lease who's now receiving that's the remainder of the No, our, our lease. Their lease is up. Our lease is up uh, on December 31st. And then what happens to that it, building after that? It appears there is uh, there will be an, a new tenant that will also operate a rock climbing gym. It'll just not be us and not with this model what? that we have and not with the kids. And, okay. Right. See, not, I thought not I had read something about that and I didn't understand See, I didn't that. that. That was going to be a question of, well, what's the if there's a reason that you're aware of behind why... I, I didn't know if it was a development thing because that whole area that was, was so last night we convention were talking, center and I wanted Central that too. Park yeah, and all that, that stuff initially kind of a question we, we just had. kind of assumed well that property must they're be really valuable now we assumed that they were going to tear it down right that's just because yeah. so there's something else behind it yeah so but my, my re- to remember real quick the sure. petition my reason for asking that was do you have access to the names of the people that signed that petition I don't because that seems like for you guys oh, that would be a really question. valuable yeah. list of people who have so whoever started that, sure. I'm assuming can log into change.org and see the list of email addresses and things. Yeah, so. presumably I don't have any idea. Okay. Well, if you started that petition, reach out and let them <laughs> yeah. have that info because yeah, I think that would that. be valuable going forward. I'm sure it's someone we know. Yeah, <laughs> but I just don't know who it is. Right. Wow. Well, so uh, the real reason why we brought you guys here today was to talk about Donald Trump. So <laughs> we'll go ahead and. <laughs> Awesome. Segue into that part. Maybe you could get Mexico to pay to build us a new gym. There you go. Yes, <laughs> a huge, beautiful <laughs> rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Rumble. Oh my God! There you go. <laughs> wow. We, how did we do that? That when you collaborate, the problems you can solve. Well, three, well, three the entire length of the southern U.S. border. The three Donald degrees Trump of Donald problem. Trump, right? Doesn't take. Doesn't you know, take much I've, to get I've there. thought and I've said I think to a lot of people like if we have someone who wants to sponsor. Um, us in a way like they'll, they'll contribute in a way that they build us a, a facility they can put their name on it that's fine I say no to Donald Trump though yes I, I think I think we're all in agreement with that yeah. <laughs> yeah but that would be great if somebody did step forward and mm-hmm. what if you did get if this segues into like a brand new facility yeah like a really amazing state of the art kind of place where you can serve even more people and more you yeah with those right. new high tech walls that they came <laughs> <laughs> I hear wall technology has come a long way but, <laughs> but that would be I mean that that happens a lot of the times too I mean one positive way to look at it is sometimes you know, something unexpected and terrible comes along and kind of takes something away from you, and the next thing you know, it actually winds up opening the door to even sure. amazing, yeah. more yeah. great possibilities. And we're we're doing our best to stay focused on the future and, right. and focused on our mission of serving youth. Right. Exactly. So this is this is sad for us. I mean, we we love that place. We've all grown up in that place and spent a lot of time in it and met good friends in that place. So so there's a sadness to it, but the future is what's important and continuing to meet our mission is what's important. So I'm curious if you obviously don't get a big, beautiful new building designed for this purpose. There's not very many other grain silos in the city that I'm aware of at least. So what does it look like if you can't find a space like that? Like do you have ideas about how to make, because obviously the height is unique. Sure. But in all fairness, I mean, it, it is and there. I mean, that has made it one of the most unique climbing gyms in, in the country. Um, We've gotten uh, called that on yeah. quite a few. Yeah, we've got we've got <laughs> national press on uh, just because it's yeah. so unique. But that 
you know, that being the case, there's there's lots of climbing gyms that are not 110 foot tall grain silos. Right. And they have air conditioning and, they, and yeah. heat. <laughs> right. I mean, it can be a little inhospitable at, at times. So, I mean, we yeah, we would look for something that is maybe more of a warehouse style space or something like that. I mean, there, okay. there are other solutions. I kind of want to build it in a church. I want it like an old church yeah. that got abandoned. There's that, that awesome. one right there off of Twelfth. Uh, Abandoned's maybe not the right word. Twelfth. Twelfth and, and Wal. Are you talking about the one on Twelfth and Walnut? That yeah, be right, awesome. But, uh, <laughs> is it on the north side of the highway bridge or the south? I yeah, can't and from yeah. what I understand, it opens up in the giant auditorium in the middle. It's just big open space. Ooh, that would be awesome. Oh, and it's an empty building. in the middle of it too. Walnut. Walnut, I think. Walnut. It's just north of Deep Deuce on Walnut. Oh, oh, yeah. Across the bridge from Mickey that's, Mantles, north that's of the bridge. Empty? Wait, not are we not talking about the same thing? About. No, this is not. Uh, this is like just it's west of Broadway, but east of say Frontline. There's a big gray hmm. church. It's kind of weird. It's kind of tucked back and. Um, I'll like an interactive city wall map. Just north, <laughs> northeast yeah. of like the garage, and like a Minority huh. Report one. Oh, that we can I do manipulate. know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's a cool looking building. Yeah, and it's empty. Huh. Really? I wonder who owns that. Who owns yeah, that? so we are, I, we are most definitely open to I've creative talked to somebody about that about building, space. so I'm, I can't remember who it was that owns it, but I know somebody that knows who owns it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. An old church would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Church of the Rock. Church of the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I knew we were going to get into brainstorming names. <laughs> that is, that is That's hilarious. <laughs> By the time this is over, we'll have it all figured out. (laughs) That's what we do on Sunday morning. That's right. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So yeah, we we would we're definitely looking uh, to 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 rebuild in something like that. Um, Whether I mean whatever the space is doesn't really matter, and I don't want Donald Trump to build it. But (laughs) definitely, if there's if there's somebody who steps in and, and helps to. Any other presidential candidate would be. Right? <laughs> you know, honestly, any any, any any other any other yeah. can can give us money to build a <laughs> church on the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I already want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Sign me up. Yeah. So if I if, can I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. How much of the stuff that's in Rocktown belongs to? Oh, that's a good one. Rocktown. Oh man. Like how many of the holds are going with you? How how much of the equipment, the computer? I mean, how much of the stuff that's there is yours to take? And how exactly are you going to take that mural with you? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the mural's not ours. The mural is the community's. But uh, um, everything that's in the gym it belongs to the the broader organization. Um, okay. So. All of those assets are, are ours. Um, we're still, uh, I think there's still some questions to be answered about how that transition works. Um, but you need the 1,600 people who signed to come help remove the holds from the walls and. <laughs> that is a distinct possibility. The gym, yeah. Yes. Uh, we definitely might need to move that equipment. And take the to toilet a, paper to and. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> Every last square. Yes. The, uh, yes. Laura, that brings up an interesting, like, internal debate for us, though, honestly. Like, because we, I mean, we're in the business of, like, teaching kids um, not how to climb, but building their how character. To live. Right. Um, and you know we we don't want to get pissed off and take our ball and go home like that's not really that's not what we're about so uh it's kind of a hard thing to navigate and know like what is what is vindictive versus what is helpful and fair for us to do 
so that's that's something we're trying to really do the the soul searching to do well um to right and you know we don't want to screw over our community like if there's another climbing gym in there our friends go climbing so we want our friends to go climbing we're not we're not trying to we're not trying to be ugly Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's a it's a interesting thing to try to navigate like what do you take what do you leave why um why why is the big question and and to have to try and navigate that quickly yes oh yeah Yeah. on a a very very short notice with with Um, a lot of uh a lot of questions still to be answered, right? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's well, you, well, you need to take all of this equipment and put it in a storage location for a temporary amount of time. We, before. yeah, and we, um, I think it's, I think it was just Jay Dunn, either an employee of Jay Dunn um, or either. So it's either Jay Dunn's property, or he just through that contact was able to secure some property that we we can store space in for for six months or something like that so so we've got a spot to you know to store stuff but we what do we store still up in the air right obviously we would want to prepare ourselves for using a facility in the future so mm-hmm. yeah yeah our church on the rock <laughs> <laughs> this is really kind of starting to like some more the more you say it the more we were joking about solving all the rock town problems so that's, yeah that's what we do you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, is there anything else that anybody yeah. would like to get off their chest or talk about or have questions about before we wrap still it up? bubbling inside? <laughs> I'm actually feeling really good. Huh? Yeah, I, feel, I feel a lot better than expected. That, that glitter ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we I, probably missed out on the brunches that everyone else is participating in, so we may have to go out and get three burgers each and make up for that. That kid. Deal. Man. I do want to say one more thing real quick at at the risk of us getting inundated with emails. If there's people out there that are just being exposed to this for the first time in social media and have questions that we haven't dealt with today uh, or just want to get more info, just just email us. Go to our website at rocktownyouth.org and there's contact info on there. Send Stephen or I an email and we are more than happy to, to answer any questions and help you figure out how you can help if you would like to help or anything Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Not just with this situation, but I mean, long term, we're we're going to be around. We, exactly. We, we are going to continue to need mentors and people mm-hmm. donating bikes and all the stuff that helps us do what we do. So, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you great. guys for everything you do. It was very nice to get to meet you guys finally and just find out how big of an impact you guys really have on our community. So we want to do whatever we can to support you, keep that going, keep Sweet. it growing. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate Thank you the, so much. Appreciate the voice you guys are lending. Yes. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Get out there and sign that petition, guys. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Cool. Done. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's Kurt's awesome. awesome. That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. One of our favorite adventures is the Escape OKC. Wafty listeners get an exclusive discount when they use the coupon code listen to wafty That's listen the number two, W-A-F-T-I. Visit theescapeokc.com and book your room now. 
You can help us continue our urban adventures by going to our website, www.waftyshow.com, and clicking on Support Us, where you will find a variety of ways to contribute, including becoming a Wafty Knight, which will grant you access to our exclusive content. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on soundcloud.com slash show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show, Facebook.com slash Wafty Show, and of course, www.waftyshow.com. We'll, we'll see, see you next week. week. Woo!